to linger here like this Hold your hand and steal a kiss or two On the front porch with you Hello and welcome to On the Front Porch with us, your regular Disney podcast. My name is Josh Whitehead. And I'm Tony Whitehead. I smell and I am tall. Tony, why are you talking like that? You sound so different than what you normally sound like. Well, because I'm not actually here and this is Josh doing a really spot on impression. Oh, that makes sense. Tony's not here. He is uh, off doing whatever else. I don't know. I am here to act as a sort of guide, a guru, if you will, for this episode. We were really, really excited to be doing this special episode where each of us, myself, Tony, and Yowza, do uh, a little talk about one of our favorite shorts, or rather the favorite short of our our guests. We had a lot of guests on this episode as well, and I think that it's going to be a lot of fun to, to sort of see how it plays out. I think that all of them turned out really well. And uh, I think that it was a really good endeavor. I will say that some of the audio is a little weird because we have so many guests, and that's always sort of a, a hard thing to manage when you've got so much editing to do. But to start off, I do want to remind you that this is an adult comedy podcast. So adults, enjoy. Children, you can also enjoy. You know what? you got to grow up sometime. So now, now is the time. It's time for you to listen. But only you. Gerald. Nobody else. G- Gerald, it's your time to shine. This is when you become an adult. No, but really, kids don't listen to this. We say fuck a lot. So, first off, this is the episode right before our finale. So, May 2nd will be our finale. That's coming up soon. Don't miss it. That's all. I've got more to say at the end when I talk with my guest. But until then, the first one that we have is Tony, joined by Kendra. And Savannah, Savannah, you'll remember from being a host, a guest host on Mulan. You haven't met Kendra yet, but you will shortly. And they talk about inner feelings or inner workings, um, the one that comes right before Moana. So I will turn it over to them. Hey, I'm Tony, and I'm here with Savannah and Kendra, some of our best friends, Disney Movie Club members, etc. Hey, guys. Hey, Tony. Hey, Tony. So we're going to watch Inner Workings. Uh, before we do, you guys know Savannah. She was on our Mulan episode, right? Yeah, crazy? Mulan. Okay, cool. Mulan episode. But you have not yet met Kendra, so we're going to start by doing, like, just Kendra, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, boy. I, um help design and uh, develop apps for like universities and cultural centers and otherwise I just watch movies and television and play video games. It's real exciting stuff. (laughs) Our kind of person. So Kendra has maybe what's going to be the shortest rapid fire ever. I'm very excited about this. Yes. (laughs) Kendra is on her toes. She is ready to answer these questions as fast as the words come to her head. Are you ready? Sure. <laughs> okay, Confident. here we go. Favorite movie? Oh, what? Too many to choose from. Right now, just because it's awesome, Black Panther. Okay, favorite Disney movie? Mulan. Favorite <laughs> Disney princess? Oh, Pocahontas. <laughs> favorite non-Disney princess? Anastasia. She Everyone princess? says that, yeah. Sure, <laughs> you know, we have that game we play, and she's the character that's the non-Disney character, so it just comes to mind. She is... Okay, so what is your favorite Casablanca quote as a cinephile? The only one I remember is, here's looking at you, kid. All right, I'll take it. Okay, so last one. 
I need you to do your best scuttle impersonation. I knew this was coming. (laughs) 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 All right. There you go. (laughs) Perfect. We actually, true story, Marie and I only had one performer at our wedding, and it was that scuttle impersonation. (laughs) It was a very memorable day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's do this thing. So, I just want to put on record, you beat me by about like four minutes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if all my answers Not were accurate, but it just went for it. So, yep, there it is. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Top of mind. First one comes to head. All right, so we're going to be talking about inner workings. It's the one that comes before Moana. Before we talk about anything, do you guys have just, like, general thoughts? Why do we pick this? What are what are you guys, like, what are your first impressions? Well, we were going to do Jerry's game, but you guys already did that, so... That's our first impression. First impression. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Outside of that... <laughs> hmm. For me, it was kind of still just fresh in my mind, because I think I'd recently watched Moana. That's fair. And I, I really liked the, like heart over mind debate i think it's something especially us in our like mid to late 20s doing jobs a lot. <laughs> being yeah. adults so, so i remember seeing it in the movie theater i'm like this is hitting a little too close to home right now <laughs> i'm a little uncomfortable <laughs> yeah do you guys think so like i'm gonna ask you first savannah do you think that that your heart wins more often or do you think that your mind wins more often mind absolutely <laughs> Yeah, Hands why? down. <laughs> I do not listen to my heart. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, I don't mean that as a negative thing. I, I just, I rationalize things a lot more. And especially, like, I'll just go easy for me shopping. I'm a terrible shopper. I'll see something I want and, I'll, and my heart goes, oh, that would be so cool to have. And my mind goes, let's break this down. How often will you use it? How expensive is this be? Is this a worthwhile purchase? No, it's not. Put it back. And that's pretty much how every shopping trip goes for me. (laughs) It's very true. I've had to try to convince her to get something she wants. Yeah. So, Kendra, what about you? Do you think it's the opposite, or do you think you're also mine? I would say mine's pretty... It's mine's towards balanced, but if I had to say it leans one way, it'd lean more towards heart. Yeah? Why? Yeah. I guess because I want to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's more I want to be lazy. <laughs> Your heart says be lazy, and that is the, the, the thing you follow. I think that's legit. That's fair. Um, I don't know. For for me, it might be... So when, when you were talking... So I actually definitely was thinking mind, and then when you were talking, Savannah, I was like, well, I just have, like, a thousand things that say Buffy in my room because, like... <laughs> <laughs> if I see it, I just buy it. I don't know. Am I ever going to wear this Buffy dress? No, it doesn't fit me, but it's Buffy on it. But it's an awesome thing to have. Can you send me some of that energy? <laughs> I think it'd make my life a little better. Yeah, and maybe mine too if you take it. Uh- <laughs> I also feel like me, it's very situational, but which is why I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle, but I don't know. I could just be making that up. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's get let's jump into this uh, this Disney short. Uh, we're already maybe yep yeah, we're already talking longer than the short itself. So let's let's jump in. 
Uh, Nailed it, guys. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's a really cool visual concept. It starts with like an anatomy book that like shows the like skeletal, the muscles, and then like the organs. And we get to meet the characters. So the characters are heart, brain, stomach, bladder, and muscles. And I guess muscles... Yeah, whatever. And the muscles are very minor <clears throat> characters. We don't really get to meet them. But we meet all the other ones. Do you guys... Well, and Bladder kind of hangs out with kidneys. Do you guys have a favorite character? <laughs> I mean, I relate to the stomach because I love eating. <laughs> For sure. The stomach also just, like, looks the coolest. He's, like, the goofiest looking one. He is. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> I think I also felt the most empathy for him when <laughs> he was denied those pancakes and he looked like he was going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> I think the bladder is my favorite character. Because I that think was it's kind also of my the character second, that I related to That was most. my second choice, I feel like. <laughs> Get that relief, you know, when you wake up and have to go to the bathroom. Priorities. <laughs> or, you know, you pee in the, in the ocean. Or in the whenever ocean, you, you know, whatever. That's whatever true. Whatever happens. Happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I'm pretty sure everyone's done that at least once. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Was that a confession? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, so the heart is like, so it's like a classic struggle, right? The heart really wants to dance. The brain's like scared it's going to die from dancing mm-hmm. in the shower. Uh, the <laughs> yeah. stomach wants to eat pancakes the brain's afraid that it's gonna that it's gonna die from like becoming fat and having a heart attack the heart wants to surf like it's like this whole thing right right yep <laughs> and as we go through the story the the brain has been like turning down everything until we get to the like including surfing like eating everything and he's like kind of becoming like this like kind of robotic sort of figure and he shows up in this like big looming office i have a lot to say about this like terrifying office but before you do do you guys want to talk about like the the weird like argument the heart and the head is having in front of the door (laughs) (laughs) their little split personality like battling it out for control over the the body body. yeah I really like that did it, scene. The contortion. I loved he did it in front of his bosses. bosses. That was amazing. <laughs> the bosses are really, really like funny characters. They just like yeah. they're always just there, looking strange and awkward. <laughs> I see my future. <laughs> yeah, though that whole that whole bit is rather entertaining. Yeah. But the like the office building is this big black box. It's like this scary like black box. And when you get in, everybody's like click click it's in time and like they're all like clicking on their ancient machines. So this is from like the the 80s. Early, yeah. The, yeah, like I was going to say early 90s but late or late 80s, yeah. It's like but what I was thinking when I'm watching this like scene where everybody's clicking in time is a wrinkle in time. I haven't seen the new one. Probably by the time this airs, I will have seen it. But in the old one, when, like, everybody's, like, all in time and it's, like, the pulsing, it just, like, reminded me so much of that. Like, everybody's, like, this machine. They have, like, the hive mind or whatever. Yeah, for Uh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It's, like, almost science fiction (laughs) in how creepy it is. Yeah. Uh, It's warning children what full-time employment's like. (laughs) If you work for the man, you're going to become a robot. (laughs) Shit. There, There it is. Man, don't, don't do work it, for the man. <laughs> no, that's uh, very, that's, that's a bit much. It's uh, <laughs> pretty accurate, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the heart is all sad. 
and the brain the brain has like a, a revelation. It's like a, a beautiful moment where the brain is like, but what if I die and I like slowly, but like I just walk past the surfing people and I'm just really sad and I like happily go into my grave. And that's like the next viewing that the brain has. It's a really sad moment. To be fair, it's not happily. Yeah, he's, he is. It's not happily going to his he's grave. Like, he's, like, content to go to his grave, though, because he doesn't like his life or whatever in that, like, scene, Well, okay, right? yeah, all right, yeah. He's, like, resigned he's like, to it. Yeah, that's more a better word, yeah. <laughs> Man, you should, you, should, uh, you should run a podcast. You should run a podcast. Yeah. Tiny's pitched you some ideas. We got this. Yeah, she said I should do a 30-second life advice podcast or something like that. I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, if it's 30 seconds, go. <laughs> uh, it's literally like intro, recap last week, this week's, end. <laughs> and it's just like, don't be an asshole. Use your turn <laughs> signal. Like, <laughs> it's really like, really simple one line statements. <laughs> I like that. Here's your spinoff series, Tony. <laughs> right here. Yeah. We'll do that. That seems, seems legit. Disney advice with Kendra. <laughs> I mean, we have Yaz's log. We can we can add some more. Uh, we'll we'll be, we'll be in talks. Okay, <laughs> we'll get so, the contract drafted. So anyway, he like he like has this change of heart, <laughs> and he he goes he runs outside and he runs into the ocean in his all of his clothes and he buys cool sunglasses from the girl and he doesn't get eaten by a shark or chopped up by thrown. Uh, what do you call them? Chainsaws? So the chainsaws? He's like, yeah, the chainsaws. He's seen finally safe. Get, finally gets those pancakes. Yes. The most Oh, yeah, the pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> the pancakes. I, I forgot the food. pancakes. I told you, food. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's like a happy scene. And then they go back up, and he like he goes back in, from lunch break, and he's like tapping out of time on his keyboard to... A, glor- a fake Gloria Estefan song. It's not really a Gloria Estefan song. I looked it up, but it sounds like like a Gloria Estefan song. I agree. California loco. And lied to me. I would have completely believed you. It just sounds that legit. It does. Uh, and then uh, and then all of the Camazots becomes uh, good people, and they all dance, and they the they break the power of it. Uh, over them (laughs) and they all start dancing including the bosses it's great it's a nice happy ending to show you can you can still make good adult decisions but have some fun doing it it's a nice balance yes we should all work to find balance between our heart and mind and question i have after watching this is (laughs) how many people went to Moana and then came out with, like, a midlife crisis and quit their job <laughs> and started dancing to Gloria Estefan songs. <laughs> or learned how to surf. <laughs> like, learn how to surf, play ukulele while roller oh skating. <laughs> yes, that. <laughs> I think that is a fair question. <laughs> you could do some Google research and see how many, like, um, surfboard lessons were taken the week after Moana <laughs> came out. <laughs> I bet, I bet there's a spike. <laughs> I bet. We're very impressionable. Yeah. <laughs> As a culture. <laughs> I like, think we'd be Oh, swayed. God, I don't want this to be me. Exactly. <laughs> and it is. I feel like a lot of, like, adults went into this movie, maybe, like, with their children or more 
along the lines of like us in like 20s 30s is like it was kind of a wake-up call you're like oh shoot this this wasn't supposed to how did I come to this? Yeah, this wasn't supposed to hit this close to home. Like, you can see a lot of for your, like, self in the short. And you can see, like, a lot of things. You're like, well, I could be listening to my heart and having fun, but I have these responsibilities to do. And it's a little reflection. Yeah. So, the moral of the story, everybody, is that we're asking you to go outside and jump into the ocean with all of your clothes on today. Absolutely. <laughs> you won't get eaten by sharks. Pixar guarantees it. If you don't do that, you can put on a fake Gloria Estefan song and dance to it. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been joined by Savannah and Kendra, two of our great friends. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, and I hope you guys come back. Thanks for having thank us. Thank you. This is great. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. Uh, and a big thanks again to Kendra and Savannah for being on. That was a lot of fun. It was a really good uh, conversation, and I think that it went quite well. Next up, we have our buddy Yowza is, uh, is way out there on his log, but looks like he's got a couple of visitors coming his way. So we will turn it over to Yowza, joined by Jack and Beardy, who are both common guests on the show, and they are talking about a short called Hung- or Lonely Ghost. So I will turn it over to them. Hello and welcome to On the Backlog with them. Uh, I am Yowza, this is my log, and this is my good pal, Lonesome Ghost Jack. Introduce yourself, Lonesome Ghost Jack. Hello everyone, I'm Lonesome Ghost Jack, as we've said three times in five seconds now. You may remember me. Hey, oh hey! Hey! Long time to see, stranger. Hey, I just wanted to come from the porch and see how you guys were doing. Wow. Thank you. That means so much to us down the here. illustrious Beardy stepping down from on high to visit us lowly backlog folk. Oh, I wasn't the one who sent you down here. I just wanted to make sure you guys were okay. Well, we well, still got our juice boxes, so we're, we're doing all right. Good to see that death is treating you well. Yeah. Do you ever face through objects, man? It's, it's a weird feeling. Tingly. Yeah. Not the good kind of tingly, either. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, well, what are you guys talking about? Uh, well, uh, we were going to discuss a short that we both could relate to about some lonely ghosts. Have you have you seen this? Lonesome Ghosts short, 1937? I did see it, yeah. Oh, great. So you can come join us and talk about it, oh, right? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Do you have trivia ready? Yeah. I can talk about it a little bit. So Lonesome Ghosts was a Disney animated short released in 1937, uh, December 24th to be exact, so Merry Christmas. It was released three days after Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and features Mickey Mouse, of course voiced by Walt Disney, Clarence Nash as Donald Duck, Pinto Kulvig as Goofy, and Short Ghost as voiced by Billy Bletcher. Um, So we've seen Lonesome Ghosts, but you probably haven't. So now, at this time, if you would please pause the podcast and go watch Lonesome Ghost. You can find it on YouTube and come back when you're done. And we're back. Thank you, everyone, for watching Lonesome Ghost. Hope you saw the, uh, <laughs> the Japanese uploaded video like we did. <laughs> so let's talk about it. First, in- initial impressions. What did you guys think? It was a little strange for me watching it. It just seemed very sexualized. Mm, yeah, we'll definitely get into that. Sexualized. What do you think, Lonesome Ghost Chat? 
I enjoyed it quite a bit. It kind of shows you the life of a lonesome ghost a little better. Not to mention, it's always cool to hear the classic animation voices here and some of the more slapstick comedy. Mm, yeah, really very nice. Three Stooge-like. Yes. Right? On yes. both the ghost side and the uh, Ajax Exterminators yes. side as well. Oh, I also remember this. Wasn't this one of the like top 50 animations of all time? Yep, as considered by a couple hundred animationers and animators. Animationers, the, yeah. I think that's the term. <laughs> Uh, so, pretty impressive, uh, and we'll rejudge that after we get done synopsizing it. Okay, so this short starts out with, is it three ghosts, or four, something? I believe it's four. Yeah, yeah maybe four. Yeah. Ghosts hanging out in an old ramshackle mansion. They're hobos, essentially, squatting yeah. mm-hmm. there. That's the That's the clear metaphor here. And they're doing things like fishing out of sardine cans. What else? Reading a, a, a current newspaper, despite the fact that nobody's living here. Yeah. No. Oh, I also really like the very beginning where the ghost is yawning, but then it sounds like you know a ghostly howl. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Um, so these ghosts decide, we're bored. We've run everyone else out of this house. Now we're lonely. We don't like each other's company. So we need to invite someone to come over, but who would possibly go to a ghost house? A couple of saps, like Mickey, Donald, and Goofy. Yeah, and that's where we see this uh, recent newspaper with the ad for Ajax Exterminators in the newspaper saying that they will deal with all kinds of ghosts. And so these ghosts decide, you know, maybe it's time to give these guys a call. And call they do. Uh, And so we switch over to the Ajax Ghost Exterminators office where we find Mickey, Donald, and Goofy napping on the job, waiting for, I'm going to say first, phone call. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. Um, Also important to point out that this office that that we see outside the office space first and on the door, it clearly says that they're busy and don't disturb. <laughs> and that's whenever we get inside and see that they're actually asleep. But if anyone has really watched a lot of the animated shorts with Mickey, Donald, and Goofy, you know this to be the beginning of a very common Disney classic short setup. Where Mickey, Donald, and Goofy have this weekly job that they're trying to do to get rich. And it just doesn't seem to work out well in their favor and so they continually switch trying to find that one thing that they can do well and that's actually something that uh, is really funny that we'll get to in just a minute but the first thing we need to point out is the fact that the phone rings and Mickey and Donald are like it's the telephone <laughs> and Goofy's <laughs> like what do you do with that what's a, what's, tel- what's a telephone <laughs> This is a telephone? <laughs> I thought this was just a weird object all this time. You know, a floating point of sound in space. Yeah. Uh, so they get tangled up over the phone. I don't think any of them really know how to use it. Uh, one of them ends up with the receiver. The other one has the line. And then the other one has the, the voice receiver. Around, yeah. and <laughs> One has the cord wrapped around its neck. And so begins our theme of asphyxiation in this short. Yeah, yeah we'll see true. that a couple of times. Um, so the ghosts are on the other line. Um, and I believe it's the short ghost, 
who speaks in a very seductive, sultry uh, accent, um, saying, Are you the ghost exterminators? <laughs> and mm-hmm. at this point, this is where we actually get back to that whole idea of they, they're jumping around from thing to thing, because Goofy just looks at us like, do we exterminate ghosts? Mm-hmm. And they, <laughs> they just look over to a sign that they have posted on the wall. We, we exterminate, exterminate ghosts. ghosts. <laughs> and so it, it, it's like they, this is just running into this whole, this is their very first phone call on this, using this Ajax exterminator job. So with the promise of sex, <laughs> because they believe it's a sexy woman calling them, they do agree to take the job. And then and we see them burst through the front door of this abandoned mansion with what, Jack? Chains and axes. Not to mention a mouse trap. A mouse trap. Thanks to Goofy. A, a double barrel shotgun. Yeah. Nets. Yeah. Nets. Uh, a box full of items that we never actually get to see. Is there anything even in the box, though? I, I, I remember know. seeing it empty because it falls on Mickey's head. Yeah, so maybe it was just a, a box that they were trying to capture the ghosts in. Yeah, like one of those box with the stick held up by yarn type deals. <laughs> it's yeah, kind of it it wouldn't be surprising. Yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe this is the prelude to the box that the Ghostbusters use. Right? It's funny maybe. you mentioned that. One of the lines Goofy says later is, "I ain't afraid of no ghosts." So there could have been some Ghostbusters influence from this movie. Yeah, you heard it here first, and I'm. Frankly, surprised that Disney didn't sue uh, Ghostbusters for taking that line. Although I think Goofy's is slightly different. He says, "I ain't scared of no ghosts," yeah. but still, clearly inspired. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. But yeah, they get to this house, and it's they sort of start walking through the door, and they drop all of their stuff. They fall to the ground. They're immediately terrified. Exactly, yeah. and so Mickey's gut. Wrench reaction is, hey guys, let's split up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now they're going to split up and hunt the ghosts, which is going to work out perfectly, I'm sure. Yeah, because like every horror movie, splitting up is a great idea. Yeah. In fairness to them, Scooby Doo wasn't around at the time, so <laughs> yeah. they really just had no role models to go off of. Yeah. So the first person that we follow is Mickey. And Mickey's quest involves a lot of doors. But even still, there he doesn't even start out with the doors. He tries to start out with the shotgun. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> this is actually a pretty great moment. Uh, one of the ghosts is stalking him, mirroring his movements, which we'll see that later. Again, but Mickey turns around and is, and is about to blast the ghost in the face with his shotgun... And the ghost amusingly just you know sticks both his fingers in the barrels, backfires, and then turns completely flaccid. And we return to our sexual theme. And this is followed by uh, Mickey going through doors, and plausibly these doors do not operate on normal hinges, no. uh, for sure. And they also lead to the Delaware River, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's where the ghosts come out of. <laughs> we see the ghosts... Um, marching in a Yankee Doodle style, and then they have a motorboat for some reason. And going along with the sexual overtones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then after Mickey's section, we go to Donald's. Mm-hmm. Donald is seen traipsing around, to which one of the ghosts replies by dumping a bunch of dishes and shaking a bunch of chains, which, of course, scares our poor little duck. 
It's kind of funny that the chains scare him, considering they brought a bunch of chains in, but I guess it's the shock of the moment. But after that, uh, the ghost reappears with a nice little 2 by 4 for some more sexual undertones and spanks Donald. Not once, but twice. I mean, he doesn't just spank him. He lifts Donald's tail feathers gingerly, as, as if to make the surface ready for contact, and then gives him a good whack. Uh, after which Donald uh, is doused in water. He comes across and the ghost jumps through this, what seems to be a hole in the floor, which is filled with water, and Donald is very apprehensive to jump in because he's starting to understand that it's going to disappear. The, these ghosts are tricksters. He's very practical mm-hmm. thinker. And, and so he pauses, and the as he thought, the hole vanishes, but then all of a sudden the ghost pops up out of the floorboard and sprays him with water. Mm-hmm. And Donald gets wet. Yeah. Is that more sexual stuff? Potential. Yeah, it might be. Uh, yeah, transitioning to Goofy. What I really liked about Goofy's section is that there's so many great dog jokes. Um, so it starts out at the very beginning when he first gets scared by a ghost. He like, basically tries to run up a wall, right? And he tears mm-hmm. off the wallpaper and the plaster, getting straight down to the sideboards. Uh, you know, just like a dog would do, uh, trying to get out of a laundry room or something like that. Like a big old goof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Goofy uh, ends up going to a room that has a vanity in it, which is really the main part of the short, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, we spend more time here than we do in any other section yeah. of the short. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's interesting about this vanity, Jack? Well, the ghost decides to pop into it and kind of mess around with Goofy a little bit with his reflection, although unfortunately our poor Goofy... For most of it is not quite cognizant enough to notice that it's a ghost and not his own reflection. That could be more dog stuff, but like... <laughs> yeah, I think it's a dog thing, not recognizing his own reflection. I mean, his only test for this is to move side to side. And he said, yeah. well, if the thing in the mirror is doing it, then that must be me. And Nilo doesn't look like him at all. Well, it, it's one of those he doesn't even recognize yeah. that it's not him. Even from the get-go. And, I mean, he does try a few different things of, uh, like you said, dodging side to side. And if he wasn't quite so focused on what he was seeing in the mirror, and more than likely looking at the eyes of the ghost, he probably would have noticed that the ghost was doing weird stuff and it was messing up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, popping out from behind the vanity. Sometimes the hands were switched. The hands were switched, yeah. And so, like... It was, Goofy was doing a great job of trying to show that it wasn't him. Just not quite attentive (laughs) enough. He wasn't attentive enough. Yes. Um, But finally, Goofy does get fed up, and he decides to kill himself. No, no, he checks behind the mirror first. Oh, yeah. First he checks behind the mirror. There's nothing there. Uh, And then he decides to end his life. Uh, Yeah. He throws himself through the mirror. He is cut to ribbons. Eviscerated. Gore everywhere. And frankly, I didn't expect the short to end like that. Dark. Walt Disney was a pioneer. Well, (laughs) I think they clearly used all of their red ink budget on this short. (laughs) Definitely. Uh, Wow. Yeah, I... Well... That's how we would have liked to have seen it happen. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it's uh, slightly different. He somehow is not killed by the birthing glass. He doesn't, um, but he does get stuck 
yes. in the vanity. Yeah. He doesn't follow the rules of gravity or sharp objects. No. Um, that us in the normal human plane of existence would. So please don't try this because we actually don't want to see any of you getting killed by a mirror. No, please. We value your ears. Yeah, it's a lot of bad luck. But yes, he, he does get stuck and is eventually pulled backwards back through the mirror, which it just seems like an awful experience. Yeah. Um, All that glass. And he gets caught in the drawers of the vanity. Yeah, and this is another humorous dog joke. As he looks back uh, to see his ass sticking out of the drawer. By the way, this is an adult podcast. Yep. Um, he decides to attack himself. You know, just as a dog would chase its own tail, for example. Uh, so he has a tussle with himself. And he actually ends up strangling himself to unconsciousness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's another asphyxiation, another sexual thing. Yeah. And then the ghost, finally sort of fed up with the fact that Goofy's just chasing himself rather than paying any attention to him, decides to take the vanity, Goofy inside still, and push it down the stairs. All the way down. And as it's barreling down the stairs, he Goofy, in the vanity, essentially runs over Mickey and Donald and... All together, they go flying into barrels of molasses and flour. And they emerge uh, covered in white goop, another sexual thing, maybe. Mm-hmm. But this terrifies the ghosts, ironically, uh, and sends them reeling, flying out through the window, out into the snow, because now they have been run out of the house. And they forget to phase through anything like they have been before. Well, it was a stressful situation. I, I think that brings up one last final point of, were these really ghosts, or were they poltergeists? That's a good point, yeah. Beardy. Because poltergeists are, you know, the trickster type of uh, supernatural beings. Whereas ghosts are you know, remnants, revenants, uh, you might say, uh, some tragic past. I think these ghosts are definitely poltergeists, and then when they saw what they thought to be real ghosts, they were truly terrified. Yes. You don't fuck with no ghosts. No, you really don't. Any final thoughts on this short? Is it worthy? Top 50 all time? Probably. Potentially. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I, I liked the animation, I liked the voice acting, and some pretty inventive slapstick, you know, uh, physical comedy. Yeah, especially for the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. coming out just after Snow White. Mm-hmm. Hard, tough act to follow, but pretty good. Well, yeah. have to do something almost completely different in order to follow up to Snow White. Yeah, for sure. You got to go in a different direction. You can't top yourself. Yeah. All right, man, Beardy. Thanks for coming out here. I'm so glad to learn that you're going to be joining us, and we're just going to be hanging out all the time. Yeah. Three amigos out here, the back backlog, and it's gonna be well, great. Man, it's really excited. Honestly, I was getting so fucking tired of Jack. Um, so I'm really glad that you're here. Well, I'll come back down and visit. But, what? But I'm not staying. But I, I actually just came down to make sure that you guys were still alive. I mean, well, oh, half of oh, us are. Well, the the half, the, the important half. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyways, I'll come back down and say hi every now and then. But oh, okay. I, they're still, they're expecting me back up on the porch. Oh, I bet they are. Yeah. Say back hi up there, to them you, for you us. You uh, hoity-toity guy. Love you guys. Sure. Wow. What an asshole. He's only been gone a few seconds and I miss him already. I was talking about you, Jack. And again, thank you to all three of you guys. It's been a blast always having you guys on the show. I can see Beardy making his way back up here, so I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to myself in the future, joined by my good friend Connor Davis, who has also been on the show quite a bit. Take it away, me. Hey, everybody, this is Josh. I I am one of the co-hosts of the show on the front porch with us. As you may be well aware, because I just introduced this segment, we are doing Piper, the 2016 short that came before Finding Dory, and I am joined by one of my best friends in the world, Connor Davis. Say hi, Connor. Hi, everybody. Hi. How are you doing, Connor? I, I haven't spoken to you in a while. I miss you. It has been a while since you, since you moved. We haven't really had a lot of uh, connection, but uh, so far things have been pretty good. Just uh, I'm in my final year of college, so yeah. you know every day is like another step towards victory, and it just seems like it's getting further and further away. <laughs> Yeah, sure. I'm glad to hear that you were doing well. We are doing a short, Piper, Yeah. and this was your your suggestion. Um, can you tell us a little bit about why you chose this one? So, I remember when me and you went to go watch Finding Dory, uh, we were working at camp together that year, and when we went there, everybody just was so hyped about literally everything, like every single short that was there, it was actually just one, but... But even then, like, all the other trailers, we saw some really cool stuff. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah, And it just was a really fond memory of mine. But at the same time, too, going from watching Piper to watching Finding Dory, I found myself in the middle of Dory like, wow, that's really cool seeing the grains of sand. Where have I seen really cool grains of sand? Oh, shoot, I found that in Piper as well. I saw these really cool, like, granule effects and all these really... The, the animation style was really clean and crisp. And I it just... It was one that stuck out to me as something that was just generally just amazing to watch from an animating standpoint, from a, from a storyboard standpoint. Cause there's so much story with it put into it. Yeah, and, and it's interesting that you say that, because it's not an especially, like, complicated story. It's not like no. it's, it's something that we've never seen before. It's literally just a recreation of nature. And yet it's yeah. so exciting to watch and so, like, heartwarming to watch. Maybe it's because of the way it looks. It's very visually pleasing, this short. Yeah, well, it's... Something to me is like, because when you say that, like, talking about how it's just nature, like, bird is born, bird doesn't know how to do things, mother's <laughs> like, hey, go learn, and the bird's like, I don't know what I'm doing, and then he, like, he has to learn from nature itself, and it's it's very evolutionary to, to what it really is talking about, and that's why I really like it, is because it's just like, hey, this bird doesn't know anything, just like how you didn't know anything at one point, too, <laughs> and it's just... It kind of touches you a little bit. You're like, oh, okay, I get it. And I, I the, oh, what's the word for it? It's like when you discover something for the first time, the the wondrous curiosity. Something. Yeah, there you go. The wonder of curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I do have some. Not really. Uh, you have the trivia. I've got some just fun facts. This, right. uh, like I said, it came out before Finding Dory 2016. It was directed and written by Alan Barilaro, and it did win the best animated short in the 2017 Oscars. So that's really cool, and I think it deserves it, because I think it is really, really interesting in terms of animation. You have some other trivia. What do you got for us? 
So, um, funny enough, Alan, uh, he went to go check the, uh, the waters in California, and unfortunately the waters were a little too murky, uh, to do any of the capturing of the underwater footage to see how it reacted and, you know, all that other stuff to get the, the clarity of it all. So, Alan said, hey, family, let's just pack up our bags and let's go to Hawaii, and went to <laughs> Hawaii to, like, stick a camera in the water for a little bit, and was like, okay, now this looks like water that I want to put in a movie. Yeah. And then he enjoyed the rest of the week in Hawaii. So, I mean, <laughs> doesn't sound like a bad job at all, right? Yeah, but at least he got to expense it. Uh... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any other interesting facts? Well, actually, going along with the water and everything else like that, actually, out of curiosity, did you know that the waves are hand-animated? I did, but only because you told me a little while ago. Sure did. Actually, the hand, the waves are all hand animated, but the <laughs> bubbles are actually a combination of effects and hand animation. So there was a group of guys who said, okay, watch how water works, and then they did it with their hands, and they said, okay, how do bubbles do? And then they said, well, we can't draw that, let's add some extra stuff in there to make it all cool. And they did, and it actually looks surprisingly beautiful. And very, like, I think the, the most exciting thing about this whole short is how realistic it looks. Yes. It, it, there's so much attention to detail, and I think the same could be said for Finding Dory, minus, like, the talking fish part. But, yeah. like, ultimately, I, I think we're seeing this new side of Pixar, where they're putting a lot more attention to detail, like grains of sand, individual grains of sand. That's incredible. Yeah. I, I think that this one is part of a, a new wave of Pixar. Yeah, and it's it's along with technology going along with what's what's really been advancing Ooh. and everything else. I mean, you look at... Like, even the way she steps, you can see footprints are being left in the background. The focus is being pulled in and out properly. It's it's all these aspects coming together that make us go and look at it and say, holy crap, I, if I go and walk on a beach, I see the exact same thing. Yeah. What do you say we talk about this short? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay, so, from the beginning, it's a really pretty opening sequence. The The mom is out there in the water and with all the other pipers and they're out there doing their thing they're eating yeah and the mom is like out there and starts to pull out clams whatever those little things are tiny muscles and she's like come here come here to the to the piper and she's like no i'm okay i'm ready to be fed now she like puts her head up and is like ah time for food ah yeah (laughs) and the mom is like no come on it's time for you to learn (laughs) and so (laughs) she goes out there and is like out just figuring it out slowly not very well but everybody's like running away and she's like what's going on why is everybody running away and there's this like really traumatizing moment of of water crashing over her and oh oh no it's like a real war (laughs) documentary to her like she sees this water coming in and it hits her like napalm and she's like oh no and she goes back and she is shook she is like shaking and like is actually severely traumatized from this uh (laughs) but she got distracted by the cool bubbles so she didn't follow her mom so she comes back out ultimately she's like her mom is like you have to go back out and she's like really cautious this time it's almost like a spy movie she's like hiding behind rocks from the water yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) really really good but at the first sight of the water she's like nope Nope, can't fucking do it. Absolutely not. And then there's this great scene with the hermit crabs. That hermit crab has the most character in, like, <laughs> a small creature I have ever seen. Like, like aside from Piper. Like, Piper's small, so she's got a lot going on. But then this little crab, this thing that's, like, microscopic to her, like, 
pinches her on the beak like, hey, yo, chill. <laughs> or then, like, when, like, she finally discovers, like, hiding in the water and all that stuff, or hiding in the sand, like, this crab's just like, hey, yo, this is what I see on a daily. And it's like, whoa, like, she, she experiences everything with this, like, with this little crab and stuff, and it's really kind of cool. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> she, she, like, sees it walking and, like, pushes a little bit of sand onto it, it burrows out, looks up at her, and is like, fuck you and then like clamps her beak a little bit and she's like ah <laughs> this this crab wants nothing to do with what's going on here no not at all not uh, at all in- <laughs> <laughs> so she she sees the crabs burrowing and she's like oh i can do that and protect myself from being in water I don't, i'm not gonna fly backwards in the water and then she sees this amazing under underwater world and she sees where all of the the clams are going and it's like a whole world of opportunities is opened up to her. Something that she didn't understand before. She was like, why is it that bubbles means food? Yeah. But now she can like visually see the process, like the the, the behind the scenes stuff that's going on. Josh, um, are you trying to tell me that like she opens her eyes and she sees a whole new world? Yeah, I would say so. Under the sea. Under <laughs> the sea. Uh, I would say that Darling, it's it's better down where it's wetter. Take it from me. <laughs> it wouldn't be a Disney podcast unless we had like, some reference to a Disney song, correct? Well, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she sees this amazing opportunity and is able to like she she just embraces it. She's like, okay, well now I'm I know that I'm safe in the water, so I might as well just keep doing this. And she's like pulling out um, huge clams and huge mussels because she knows where everything's at. All the big boys are at. Oh yeah, and 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 really too. Like if you take it more on like a like a philosophical kind of thing or anything else like that, you look at her like embracing a different lifestyle than all the other birds. Like there's no other bird out there digging a trench to dig in themselves in and then and then running around and grabbing the stuff that's out there. So yeah. it's kind of like she she adapts to that nature of like you know hey I'm not comfortable with style A. But I'll jump in there and I'll do style B, and yet it works actually technically better for her because you see later in the movie, or the little short rather, you see her have this huge pile of shells and all these other birds are like walking by her like, what did you do? Yeah, I mean, this is this is natural selection at its finest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she's like sleeping on this huge pile of shells that she's collected for herself as like a trophy. A very cute way to end the story. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's a nice little um shell pillow for her connor what would you say is the moral of the story (laughs) uh the moral of the story is is don't let a uh a difficult task or something that you're not used to kind of pull you down it's to let yourself be uh be weak to certain things but to know that you're stronger than anything that comes at your way uh just like piper she knows that the ocean yeah is stronger than her but she'll get through it she knows how to I mean, even at the end, you see her bouncing into the sunset, you know, trying to find different shells. I mean, it, it's it's truly incredible. It's it's just a great story of how how to just persevere and keep going. Okay, that's that's a really good moral. Can you give me a a really a, a funnier moral of the story? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've only been on the show a couple of times, Josh. I don't really understand your sarcasm sometimes, but uh, the moral of the story is. Uh, uh, fuck hermit crabs. Yeah, absolutely. They, thank you. I'll cut out the other one. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Post. <laughs> so, 
thank you guys so much for listening to this odd episode that we put together. I think that it was a fun endeavor, and I think it's something we're going to try to do again next season. Speaking of which, we are coming up here. This is the second-to-last episode of Season 2. We've got one more coming out. It will be May 2nd is our finale, and we're going to be joined by Heidi Yao, Cameron Yao's wife, and uh, we're going to be talking about Beauty and the Beast because it's her favorite movie. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. You should make sure you check it out, and we're going to be dropping some hints about what's coming in Season 3, so you will not want to miss that. Also, I was on a couple of shows recently, a guest hosted on a couple of shows, so uh, make sure you check out the Guess What You're Gonna Hate podcast. That one was a lot of fun. We talked about Sky High 2005. Uh, I was also on Lunchroom Poll recently. That should already be out as well by the time this one comes out. Uh, We talked about our favorite movie scores. All of mine were Disney movies, obviously. And that should be pretty cool when that comes out as well. So go, go show them some love. That should all be on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as well. And I'm also going to be on a show called Amateur Detective Club, where we're going to be talking about The Great Mouse Detective. That's going to be a lot of fun. More details to come after we record, and that uh, I will get you the information on that as soon as it comes out. Lastly, you can find our show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Front Porch Disney. You can find me at Front Porch Josh. You can find Tony at Front Porch Tony. You can find Yowza at CT Yowza. You can find Beardy at Beardy the Wise. You can't find Jack because he's a ghost. And you can't find Connor because he doesn't believe in the internet. So I think that's everybody. Savannah and Kendra, maybe. I don't know. I I don't know if they have Twitters. Uh, If they do, then hopefully Tony mentioned it earlier. If they didn't, then that's that, I guess. You should also go and find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, but specifically iTunes. Rate and subscribe and leave a review because that really, really helps us out. Yeah, since we don't do any paid advertising, that's a, a big part of how we get more listeners. And uh, we, we love doing the show, and we love producing content, and we do it because people seem to enjoy it and because we enjoy doing it. So with that, I want to say thank you again to Connor for joining me on the show. It was a blast, and I appreciate you doing it. Oh, gosh, I, I love doing this anytime you need me. Okay, I will need you tomorrow. Oh, no. <laughs> I, um, I need you to, to, to help me rake my lawn in Baltimore, so go ahead and... Hop in the old airplane. Hop in the old choo-choo? Yeah. Oh, or in the train. Yeah, we talked about that. You could get on the train. Yeah. Hop in, hop in the train, head my way, and we'll rake my yard tomorrow. Um. Oh, man, would you look at that? I, I've got uh, so many things to do. I'll be back later. Ah! Ah! Okay. Thanks so much, guys. See you next time. I love to linger here like this. Hold your hand and steal a kiss or two On the front porch with you All I want Hey there! Have you ever wanted to be part of a book club that swears way too much? And not only talks about books, but movies and TV shows too? Well then do I have the podcast for you. The Lunchroom Poll. Come join hosts Stacy, Laura, and Katie, that's me, every week as we discuss a new movie, book, or TV show topic. The Lunchroom Poll. It's a podcast about judging things. Find us on iTunes and Spotify.